Before we get started, we'd like to open the airwaves to one of the fellow indie podcasters we love. To show your support and find out more about this amazing podcast, head to our show notes. Welcome to Shatsunami, a variety podcast that discusses topics from gaming and films to anime and general interests. Previously on Chatsunami, we've analysed what makes a good horror game, conducted a retrospective on Pierce Brosnan's runs James Bond, and listened to us take deep dives into both the Sonic and Halo franchises. Also, if you're an anime fan, then don't forget to check us out on our sub-series, Chatsunani, where we dive into the world of anime. So far, we've reviewed things like Death Note, Princess Mononoke, and the hit Beyblade series. If that's sounds like your cup of tea, then you can check us out on Spotify, iTunes, and all good podcast apps. As always, stay safe, stay awesome, and most importantly, stay hydrated. Make sure to subscribe and follow. Now on to the show. I'm not looking forward to this, I gotta say. I mean, it's not gonna be a long one. No, I barely have anything to say about it. I mean, I have I have stuff, but it's more of just things I notice as opposed to actual notes. I stopped taking notes about a half hour in because that's when I looked at the time and I got pissed that there was so much left. <laughs> I was like, are you fucking kidding me? This movie goes on for another hour. I'm going to lose my mind. Well, I paused it. At nine minutes in to see how long I had left because I thought I had watched so much already and it just so happened that I did not. Yeah, this movie felt like a wormhole of sorts that you were just never going to get out of. This is hell. This is what your hell is going to be, everyone. (laughs) It seems like one of those dreams that you're like, what? Like you wake up and you're so confused because it's one of those scenarios that could never have possibly happened and that people who are in it too you're like oh it's wild it's it's yeah it's a dream (laughs) it's It's somehow a dream Mm -hmm. this is i hate it let's watch it i'm lisa and i'm dawn we're talking about good morning and that's morning m-o-u-r-n-i-n-g colson baker aka machine gun kelly directed this movie and starred in it Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's really all that needs to be said. <laughs> we could just wrap it up and go home. <laughs> it does. And the fact that as I'm watching, I'm like, there's got to be some good tidbits of information as to why this even came about. And there is one. The plot is based on a text that Megan Fox sent to him that he misinterpreted as a breakup text. So it's like a literal Wait. scenario. Was that what's in the movie? Is that what she actually sent to him or... Yes. <laughs> and he decided I need to make a movie about this. Wow. Which I would never Guys, ever not think. good enough. Not no. a good enough reason. So the texts that we're referring to, because this is how the movie opens, the texts are... Now, which comes first? It's The good morning comes first? It looked like it came second, which is I think weird. it came second. Okay. So the first text is, like, I'd rather do this in person. Yes. Right? Yeah, something along those lines. And then the next text is good morning with morning misspelled. Correct. And while the first text is like a little vague, it didn't trigger me to be like, well, this person wants to break up immediately. Yeah, because there was no other context to it. Right. And given that the good morning came afterwards was kind of like... It softened it. It softened it and it kind of cut it short because the whole like i'd rather do this in person i'd be losing my shit if that came second 
because then like yeah. she stopped her thought, whereas right. the good morning was the end of the thought. So that's not a bad thing. Yeah. It's so unclear that I don't think you could really reasonably jump to any conclusion. Even if I didn't think that this person was breaking up with me, I would have to be like, what? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Because that, I feel like that didn't make sense. Even when you found out at the end of the movie that she intended it to be taken totally differently, that read didn't come across to me anyway. So yeah. I just would have been confused, but not assuming that the relationship was in a lot of trouble. But yeah, and the <laughs> to just piggyback off of the basis of this movie and why it was made, he literally started to write the film as a way to have his mind go elsewhere and not think about Oh, to take his mind off the yes. problem. <laughs> the not so problem okay. at hand. God help me if ever I start writing a script because I misinterpreted a text because the amount of scripts I would have written. Well, that's right what now. I was just thinking is like, can you imagine being so insecure that this series of text messages fucks you up to the point where you have to distract yourself from what you think is going to be a terrible outcome? Like, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. Because my first instincts would be like, clarify with the person, ask mm -hmm. them what they meant by that. But he keeps having issues doing that. For one reason or another. The phone is like either he doesn't have service so that it doesn't go through or he gets it wet or it's Yeah, well, lost. I mean, like what happens to everyone on a daily basis, somebody throws a water balloon in your face and it explodes all over you and your phone and now your phone is dead and you try and put it in that bag of rice to fix it, but it doesn't work. So you just go over to your girlfriend's house and then you break in and then you shatter her family urns and uh it took what like those gimmicky 90s films it had dazed and confused vibes yeah, it had yeah harold and kumar go to white castle vibes exactly the plot the general plot of this movie is that colson baker is an actor who is up for a really big role in batman of batman of and batman <laughs> Right, because <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Because I look at him and I think Batman. Yeah, I immediately think Batman. So it's that versus trying to figure out what's going on with his girlfriend and fix things with his girlfriend. And at any given moment, these two things are at odds and he has to make decisions about which one he's going to do. But that's the plot of the movie. It's not enough. <laughs> mm -mm. It's not enough. And the amount of people involved... The cameos. I, like, oh my god, not even the cameos, but just everywhere you turn, a new person pops up for some reason or another, and I'm like, we don't need another person involved right now. Yeah. Everybody is swaying him. His good friends are like, the one that I thought would be like the best one, Leo, who's the more zen guy, really didn't help because he's the one that ended up breaking the uh, urns and the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it's... I guess there was nobody that I felt was going to be redeeming. I, I thought there was going to be somebody that would, like, really save the day, and it really didn't happen <laughs> at all. Uh, Yeah, no. I mean, it was just, again, a comedy of errors. Like, everybody's doing the stupidest shit at any given time. I kind of liked Megan Fox's role in this movie as sort of, like, the no-nonsense lesbian roommate who's just like, I'm so tired of your shit. Yeah, and I think that's probably... 
Because I was going to say, like, why didn't she just play the girlfriend if this is how this was going to play out? Right. Like, But then yeah. also, I think she's playing her actual reaction to his, inst- like, stupidity. <laughs> so it kind of yeah. makes sense. She calls them out a lot. She says something about, like, because you're 30 years old and you need to fucking grow up. And mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, yes, Megan Fox, you're so right. <laughs> and, right? Like, how many of these personal conversations does she have with them? I mean, right now well, they're in a weird... Well. Well, yeah. right. Right now they are at a standstill. We don't know where they are. But, yeah, I can only imagine the types of conversations they had prior to even that text message that caused this monstrosity. Yeah, I think that... This movie is funnier when you explain it to somebody else. Like watching it is such a drag and it just takes forever. And mm-hmm. there's only like slightly funny moments. I did laugh a couple of times. Oh, yeah. There was so, some funny. Like there was some one liners that I was like, actually, that's pretty. That's clever. Right. That a good one. And it just pissed me off that it was like in this greater catastrophe of a movie. But when I was explaining the movie to Alberto. I'm like, this actually (laughs) sounds really funny because so as we were saying, you know, he goes over to his girlfriend's house. I don't really know why, just to see if she's there, I guess. And then his friends convince him to break in. And while they're Oh, well, he's anticipating, he's anticipating her cheating. He's thinking the worst of the worst. So they're like, well, just go over there and ask her, you know, Mm -hmm. basically what it was. And that's what happens. And but I don't know why that they needed to break in. I don't know why they needed to break in. I don't know why we needed three of them. Ultimately, one of them ends up knocking over these urns that has, I guess, her entire family's ashes in Oh, them. yeah. Uh-huh. It's a lot and of fucking ashes and a lot of fucking urns. At one point, the other, the guy who's in the weird, like, kinky suspenders <laughs> and the backwards hat. I, I didn't really remember names. But- Me either. He goes, <laughs> you just re-killed her entire yeah. family. And I thought that was a funny line. Like, again, there were some lines that were pretty funny. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, it just, I think I audibly, like, was like, oh, when the whole shelf fell down. I mean, you saw it coming, didn't you? Oh, yeah, like, but also, but, I mean, you're watching it because and you just hear it and you're like, oh, Do you know what thing. it reminded me of? You've seen Horrible Bosses. Oh, yeah. When they break into, um, uh, to now that's Farrow's a good house. fucking movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they like knock the cocaine over and then they're like vacuuming it up with the dust buster. <laughs> that is literally like one of the, my favorite movie scenes of all time. But oh, that's that all I can think of great. when this bullshit was going on. I was like, ah, oh, this is just not nearly as funny. But they realize that they have to fix the urns and then replace the ashes somehow because for whatever reason, like all the ashes are just all over them, which is probably not what would happen if you broke an urn full of ashes, but whatever. Right. And one of them has the idea that they just need to smoke a lot of weed, and collect the, ash. the ashes, and put those in the urns because apparently cannabis leaves mimic the consistency of human remains, which I didn't Google that. I don't want that in my Google history, so I did not Google it. <laughs> but if true, wild. Um, and also just a very fucking stupid idea because, like, what are the odds she's even going to look in these urns and then be like, hmm, that's a weird consistency for human remains. <laughs> but Wouldn't it also kind of have a smell of burnt of weed? cannabis? Yes. Probably. I don't know. To be honest, mm. I don't know. But, like, what a fucking stupid idea. So they all sit around getting baked. And, of course, Colson Baker has this 
meeting with the director of Batman in a couple hours, and he's just getting fucking stoned out of his mind. You know and what annoyed me? You know what annoyed me a little bit though. So everything besides everything, the whole thing. <laughs> well, Whitney Cummings plays his like agent. And I kind of liked her. She was maybe my favorite part of the movie. Okay, I liked her and I didn't like her because I think I'm a fan of her to an extent, but I feel like she also kind of overdoes it sometimes. Yeah, I will. Yes, I agree. And, you know, you are a funny, like when you're a funny person, you shouldn't have to try so hard. And I felt mm-hmm. like some of the scenes were trying too hard. And I agree. I said she's basically playing herself while also trying to be Chelsea Handler. Like, I felt yeah. like there was a weird combination there. Like, mm-hmm. the whole scene when they're having the initial meeting and the one friend, Leo, is sitting there with his, like, leg up yeah. to block the fact that she's just sitting, legs she's... spread apart in a skirt. Yeah. She's man-spreading. Like, oh. Yeah, like, that didn't need to happen. Like, that didn't make the scene any better or, you know what? I, like, yeah. I don't know. No, that I agree. kind of shit. I agree. I, I think she was my favorite character in a movie of very annoying characters. Fair. So it's really not a compliment, but she can take it if she wants. Hold on. <laughs> so the other person that I kind of liked in the movie was Pete Davidson. Yes. Oh, my God. I was going to say he. <laughs> well, I just love him anyway. Yes. His energy is always Oh, on my point. gosh. Because I feel like he is himself. Yes. But. It's that, I don't know, he just has an easy way about how he just reacts to things. and Yes, he's very good at improv. Yes. I, like, I don't think this movie was really scripted, so you can tell the people who are good at it and the people who aren't. And so mm-hmm. like, I do you think Pete Davidson thrives in, a, in an environment where he can just kind of <laughs> make shit Which up off the top of his head? pisses me off that he left SNL, but whatever. <laughs> uh... Well, you know what? Just get in line because eventually everybody gets to date Pete Davidson. So, Exactly. Exactly. And that's what I'm nervous about for if <laughs> MGK and Megan Fox break up in real life. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I don't. with Megan Fox? <laughs> I mean, uh, you. Ne- he was with Kim Kardashian. I mean. Oh, I'm not saying that he couldn't get her. Crazier but... shit has happened. But that would be really funny. <laughs> it would be. And then the second meeting they have about this Batman script, which is just, just when I thought I didn't like Ben Affleck as Batman, then this comes into play and I'm like, oh God, this is so much worse. Yeah. The second meeting that he ends up missing, I thought this scene was kind of funny where she had pulled up next to him and he's trying to lie and say they're in traffic. Yes. And yeah, that, that was, was that was good. Um, mm-hmm. But the director's Tom Arnold and I'm like, yeah, of course it is. <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> Like, all these cameos were fucking, like... Avril Lavigne? Avril For well, literally 20 seconds Okay, of the well, movie. the guy she kissed, Maud's son, she was engaged to literally up until, like, last week. Really? Yeah. So, that all made sense, because they were two I mean, does it, turns. though? <laughs> Did she write Skater Boy about him? Because that's the whole reason she's in the movie at all. Right? I don't think so. I don't think so. Because that was, she... like, 20 years ago. Yeah, and she was legit just kissing Tyga yesterday and that's the whole thing because tyga so up on the celebrity i'm trying man because because i i no idea it's funny i watched a tiktok about why tyga being with avril lavigne is such a mind-blowing thing but at the same time i knew the entire reason but listening to somebody actually play it out was kind of funny because avril lavigne used to be with brody jenner 
Tyga used to be with Kylie Jenner. So it's like a whole one of those like six degrees of separation things. And it's wild. It's pretty wild. But anyway, yeah, that's why she was in it for two seconds. Because she was engaged to Maud's son, who played the guy with the crazy teal hair. Also, at some point when they're smoking all that marijuana, they start talking to the blunt. has like a little face. Uh And that was Snoop Dogg. (laughs) I mean, like, of course it was, but. Right. I mean, we even had a Dennis Rodman cameo. Yes. He punched him. (laughs) He punched him, which got him likes on Instagram that then got the director to want him to be Batman. What? (sighs) Or at least reconsider, because this meeting that he doesn't even attend, um, Leo attends for him Mm -hmm. and wears this mask. weird, like, elephant thing. Yeah, like, elephant, like... Outer space elephant helmet. Yeah, it reminded me, if there are any Doctor Who fans, of the Cybermen mask or helmet type thing. But just imagine there's an elephant's trunk on it. Then you're basically there. Uh, I don't know what they were thinking. <laughs> I don't was, either. It's never going to work. And I just realized, like, we're not really going in any particular order because there's no point. No, <laughs> there is no point. The assistant Olive. Dove Cameron. Played by Dove Cameron, yeah. She reminded me of porno version of Velma from Scooby-Doo. Okay. I actually thought when she first came on screen that it was Amanda Seyfried. Ah, I could see that. They, I don't know. She just kind of looks very similar, but she is a little bit more... Like, Amanda Seyfried's a very, like, slender, like, and she's slim taller. figure. Yeah. And yeah. I think, like, Dove Cameron's a little bit curvier. So yeah. that kind of gave it away for me. But um, she was fine. She was, like, a very interesting character yeah like she didn't understand why she was doing what she was doing but she did it anyway and then she ended up sort of kind of saving the day in the end i didn't know what colson baker needed a an assistant for right i mean and then another thing they kept bringing up a lot was he was in a very popular show and the last season's finale was shit and everybody had to tell him at some point that the finale was shit yes the scene that i think saved this movie a little bit for me although it happened in like the first half of the movie so it did not really sustain me but when he's doing his like audition videos and he's like <laughs> doing all the impressions I mean the only like really good one was the Harry Potter one but he tries <laughs> he does some he other just ones. try I thought that was actually pretty decent yeah for him there were moments and then the other thing that made me laugh was when Olive shows up with his coffee and says it's made with goat milk because in an interview he said he liked goat milk and he was like I didn't even know goats made milk <laughs> <laughs> And then she says the picture of her actually milking milking the goat. And then he's like, I might have said oat milk. And you're like, oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, I was going through it in my head. And I'm like, you know what? It scares me to think that Megan Fox and MGK's performance in Midnight of the Switchgrass. In the Switchgrass. (laughs) Midnight of the Switchgrass. Whatever. At this point, I don't care what it's called. Midnight of Switchgrass. Yeah, but their performances in that seemed like Oscar worthy compared to this shit. I liked Megan Fox better in this movie. Oh, yeah. I don't think her acting was very good in Midnight in the Switchgrass. I think actually of the three movies that we've seen of hers now, uh, what's the other one? Till Death. I can never remember the name of that fucking movie. Like I've had to ask you every single time I want to reference it because I can't remember. But I think that was the best movie that I've seen her in thus far. That we've done a thousand percent. 
Yeah. This movie was like number two, and I think Midnight in the Switchgrass was terrible. Yeah. Again, I still cannot remember the plot. <laughs> it had more of a plot than this movie. Oh, well, yeah. Most movies do. <sighs> what? So, also, he has a stalker. Oh, Did the you... stalker! <laughs> the stalker cracked me up, and I love her, because I don't know if you've seen Atypical on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Have you... Oh, my God. I actually recognized her from the Sisterhood and Traveling Pan, of the Traveling Pan. Do you know I never saw that? Oh, it's a good one. Or read one. the book, either. Yeah, no, I never... Uh... Okay. But well. Atypical, it's about this autistic kid, and she ends up being, like, his girlfriend, but she's also autistic, but, like, way more... But she's hilarious, and I'm like, oh, it's so funny to see her in something where she's not playing that kind of role. But she makes this joke about the glove compartment. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's the glove compartment. <laughs> he, like, pulls out literally a There's ton like of rubber gloves. gloves. It's like, why are there so many gloves in here? And she's like, um, it's, it's called, called the glove, glove compartment. compartment. And I was oh like, God. oh, my God. Fuck that That's... fucking dad joke. <laughs> but, like, it's just so typical. And you're like, yeah, well, he fucking wrote this movie so that. Uh totally on point i'm pretty sure he probably was high when he wrote at least some of this movie because i'm certain that that there are parts of this movie you could only enjoy if you've ever been high or if you were high when you were watching the movie yeah and it's at one point i wrote down like this is just proving how much we can overanalyze (laughs) when we get in our head and i'm like don't tell me this movie has an actual meaning behind it because well, because we get to the end of the movie and is it it's no, it's not in the hospital when she says this. No, uh, she goes to his house because he. Oh, my God. Oh, because of the movie. She come in or not the movie, the the fight. Did she come to check up on him or something? I think so. I don't know. But regardless, she explains that what she meant was that she would rather be able to say good morning to him in person. Right. And also mourning with the U in it was just a typo. And there was no hidden meaning behind it whatsoever. Which I think was pretty clear to me, at least, from the beginning. Like, I t- like who would say good morning like that and mean it like morning? I do love how he automatically is like, morning, that's like a death. And then, like, goes oh my God. into the whole... Can we talk about the voiceover? Because that did not need to be there. Did not need... <laughs> Colson Baker's internal monologue talking about how, oh, wow, your dick really does shrink when you take a cold shower. It's like, I don't need that. That's what gave me the whole, like, late 90s, early 2000s. That's what made me text you and say this movie's hot, hot, hot garbage. Yeah, you did not hesitate to tell me It was like two minutes in. I was like, I cannot do this. (laughs) And I was very quick to be like, you agreed to this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I'm not like I have you, the Don. Email. I will finish all of the movies you assign me. Ooh. Ooh. Well, first of all, it was a suggestion mm-hmm. that I emailed, and I have your response saying, that's a great idea. Love that you save all of my confirmations. Oh, I didn't save it. Case. I just made sure I didn't fully delete it. Just great. in case. Because the reason I, my reasoning for doing this movie was because it is, rightfully so, nominated for several Razzies. Oh my god, I would be shocked if it doesn't win, and I would actually be curious to see the movie that beats it, if there is a movie that beats it, because I don't know how you get worse than this. Yeah, well, we are recording prior to the Razzies, but this will come out after the Razzies, so (laughs) So when we do our, when it comes out and we post and do our promo, we will let you know the outcome of such (laughs) a thing. 
But yeah, I thought that that would be kind of cool that like, oh, let's do a Razzie movie when the Razzies are happening. So this seemed to be like the better of the choices. I mean, it was a slam dunk in terms of picking a bad movie. Yeah. Just looking at it on the surface, you knew it was going to be a bad movie. And it was, in fact, a bad movie. Yeah. Except I will give you that the bloopers were pretty good. Oh, see, I just, I'm a sucker for a blooper reel. They are. Yeah, they do make the insanity that was this movie. Because a little people, more wholesome. Yeah, you get to see people acting more naturally. And so, like, if they're a bad actor, the bloopers are still fun because, you know, they break character and now they're mm-hmm. just being themselves. And I always think it's fun to watch people who work on a project together having fun with that project, even yeah. if that project is a smoking piece of turd. And I honestly think, like, they made this not thinking anything of no it. they were it, just kind of like seemed like a pet fun. project yeah. yeah which is a little bit annoying because i'm sure it costs a fair amount of money especially given like the cameos and stuff so yeah. but i also feel like they're all pretty close like he's definitely friends with pete davidson he's friends with um yeah megan fox is definitely friends with amber rose who was the weed lady who brought mm-hmm. the suitcase you know <laughs> the weed lady <laughs> the weed lady well that's how she's actually on IMDb. yeah she's... i know the yeah the cast uh, is all <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> but names. like and then even in the end when they go to the diner tommy lee's sitting at the table at, <laughs> at the counter and his wife was the waitress and you know that all goes back to that he actually plays tommy lee in that show that's on netflix about it's actually about Motley Crue. I forget the name of it, though. So, like, that's mm. all full circle, too. But, again, I think they, you know, they pulled in friends that just happened to be a little more famous than him. And it worked out in his favor yeah. in that respect. But the one blooper that I thought was great, too, is when Whitney Cummings is going line through line when she's leaving him that yeah. voicemail. And she says the yeah. thing about uncut gems. <laughs> yeah, like, it was initially about a circumcision. <laughs> I was like, all right, that was actually pretty good, too. (laughs) But then after the bloopers, we get, like, what the whole movie really was. Do you want to do you want to take? I don't know. I I don't. I really don't. Because (laughs) I thought the movie was over. (laughs) And honestly, the sinking feeling in my stomach when it kept going after the credits were over, I was like, how much time is left? Like, I frantically, like. Is I'm pulling up the timing to be like, is there more of this movie? So we kind of skipped over when they're going to meet each other, when Colson Baker and the girlfriend are trying to Apple. like re- reconcile at the end of the movie. They're driving to meet each other, I guess, at the scene of their first date or something. Mm-hmm. And Colson's texting while he's driving and then they end up in a head-on collision, the two of them. And honestly, I thought the movie was going to end with both of them dying, and I was, like, very okay with that. It would have been poetic, actually. It would have been great. So that's not what happens. They just wake up in, like, (laughs) full body casts in the hospital. And then she's like, good morning. And it's like, yeah, okay, fine. And then the credits roll. The blooper reel is playing the whole time. And then after 
the blooper reel is over and the credits stop. <laughs> we come back to that hospital scene and it's the final scene of the TV show that he was in that everyone said the finale was terrible. So mm-hmm. I guess what we're meant to assume is that this whole movie was the finale of the show that everyone said was terrible and thus like the movie was supposed to be terrible. I don't so know. they're making fun of themselves. And he ends up being a British actor. Oh, right. Yeah, he's British. I forgot about that. <laughs> I'm course. like, is that supposed to prove that this was like... Well, his name was London in the movie. Oh, yes. London Cra- London Cash. London... London. I don't know. London Clash. I don't know. Something. Like I don't that. know anybody's names. <laughs> it was just a weird like left God. turn at the very yeah. end. And I just got terrified that it was going to keep going. But... <laughs> But that was it. Then it was that over. Was, yeah, that was it. And it was just kind of like, again, it, it's one of the ones that took me two days to finish. And I love how surprised you are that I could do something like that. Because... I honestly, I don't get it. Because some of these movies, I feel like if I were ever to turn it off and say, I'll finish this tomorrow, I could never get myself to come back and finish a movie, especially something like this, where I know now exactly what I'm getting myself into. And I just would not be able to find the motivation. I just have to get it all over and done with. I get that. I get into a point, though, where either, like I told you, I get interrupted several times or I'd say I lose interest. And then (laughs) I'm afraid I'm going to just, with notes or not, I'm just going to lose whatever's left of what I'm supposed to be watching. And I need a refresher. Like, I need a new... I need to sleep on it and watch the rest of it another time. So I think that's my thought process with that one. Well, I mean, hats off to you. Whatever you need to do. This is For me, it's just like taking a shot of tequila, something like that. Just down the hatch. I will give credit, though. I, I, I do like his music. Yeah, I mean, it's got that punk 90... I, well, yeah. 2000s simple plan good charlotte yes that kind of sound to it that's why i like i do have a few of his songs on my ipod because yeah i do like a few of them he has an attractiveness to him that Mm. i know like it depends on the context i think and this movie i found him attractive ew don (laughs) but then like you see like when he does his red carpet shit i'm like what the fuck are you doing bro like so this was like his more casual look, like every day, I think, and that I can handle. So I was a little, I was a little more attracted to that, I think. He doesn't really seem like your type, your typical type. No, you're right. He's so skinny. He is. Like a strong wind could knock him over. When I started out, I lost my virginity to a guy that was that skinny. <laughs> but I was. When, but I when was. When I started out, like we're talking about your professional sports career, when I started out back in the day, I used to fuck string beans. I was also much thinner, so. But in my head, I wasn't. So to fuck a string bean was like still a thing for me. Like, oh my god, you're so skinny. Like, I also, you know, had sex with a guy that had a mohawk. So like, I, I, this vibe was a thing for me at one point. So for me to feel attracted to him isn't that much of a stretch. Okay. But it was, it was in this my is... early years. <laughs> Before she went pro. <laughs> my skater dudes, mohawk guys. Like, I can't, like, before I really found my type. 
<laughs> I played the field, so to speak. God, that took a turn. <laughs> you went there. But yeah, so, oh, one more tidbit that I found. So they had gone to this, like, party to find... What did they go to the party for? And was the party even real? Oh, no, oh, that's right. They went to the door. They all took a line of yeah. coke. And then they had this yes. fever dream about it. Okay. Right, yeah. So Drake is at the party. But you find out it's a fake Drake, Yeah, right? it's not Drake. Drake with a snake. Drake. <laughs> <laughs> so then it's said here that Drake was actually supposed to play the Drake lookalike. But he demanded a private jet to fly him out to set, which would have cost more than the entire production budget. Oh my god. Which is a terrifying thought, because I can only imagine how much... How far... Like, okay, a private jet, but also in relation to where he was to where this movie was being filmed, I wouldn't think is that far. No, so yeah. how low was this budget? Yeah, so maybe then it wasn't that expensive to make. I was thinking that to get all these like celebrities, you would you would need to have some money. But I guess if their scenes were only like a minute or two of screen time, they probably right, didn't they do like a ton of takes. You know, it it might not have been a huge uh, expense to have them involved. I actually have to now. <laughs> Somebody goes IMDb reviews. Worst movie ever created. Yeah, that's fair. Neither funny nor entertaining. I wish I could erase my memory. Worst thing uh-huh. ever. Garbage. Mm-hmm. Garbage people, garbage acting, garbage story. Fox is a joke. I'd rather watch paint dry than watch this terrible movie. Only people that like this movie are themselves complete garbage. Wow. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> uh, opening weekend worldwide was only $16,000. Well, I mean, but I, it probably wasn't in theaters, I would not think. Ugh. But yeah, that is that was that movie. Ay ay ay. Yeah, that was a rough one, guys. We, I do not recommend that that you no. view it with your own eyes. And if you do, I mean, you can like happily opt out after like the first fifteen minutes because I think that's probably when I would have shut it off if I didn't have to watch it. Yeah, and then if you if there's any particular parts we brought up, just like skip around. But there's nothing really <laughs> worth like rewatching because we mentioned it. Yeah, no. <laughs> Just consider it. We know. saved you 90 minutes of your life. But at least next week we have a little <gasps> more to look forward to. Yes, this is my eye candy. We were watching Infinity Pool. And that literally just came out this year. So it's nice and fresh for everybody. Yes. I haven't heard any buzz about it, really. I don't know I haven't people heard, are talking about it. I haven't heard a lot of buzz. The only major thing that came out of things that I've seen about it, I think I sent to you, was that her voice is horrible. In life. <laughs> I knew you were going to find some way to bring this up. Because <laughs> it scares me. Like, it makes me want to watch X again, just so I know that she could not have her voice that way. I do feel like she didn't have a lot of lines in X. No, but she had an accent that made up for her real accent, and then... <laughs> That they let her have in this movie. So I'm, I'm a little scared for that. Well, we will have the comforting presence of Alexander Skarsgård to get us through it. That's what we I'm will. counting on. <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to this because it's, it's got, you know, it's my it's my genre. Yeah. Got the thriller the scary element to it. So that's going to be that's going to be fun. Yes. And then we will have our season six recap. Yikes. Before 
the season seven premiere. Oh my god, it's here. our last our our last premiere of Riverdale, and we're gonna give it to you double time. We are going to do an episode that covers episodes one and two of yeah. season seven. We're gonna double. <laughs> Sorry. <up. laughs> okay, so you now know the lineup that we have coming up, and our pod pick of the week is Chat Tsunami, <laughs> who I love. And I'm a big fan of their cover art, too. It's a red panda. It's so cute. I love it. (laughs) Great discussions with great people about all different things. You could check out all their info on our Instagram posts that I will be posting shortly. And um, be sure to check them out. And their promo was at the top of the episode, so you can get all their info there as well. You also know where to find us. I'm on almost all of the social media platforms <laughs> that I can handle right now. Um, Instagram, Twitter. Don't forget about the website. I update that regularly. So if there's anything, our two new merch designs are now out. So make sure to check those out. Treat us to a cocktail if you'd like. And yeah, be sure to tune in next week for Infinity Pool. And do you have anything else to add? Happy Women's Day, right? That's today? Yes, that's today. And it's actually the whole month. It's Women's History Month. Oh, yeah. Women's History Month. It's all about us, ladies. It is. So all of our fellow, our fellow all-women pods out there, it's our month. Yep. It's our time. Celebrate. (laughs) Starting off strong with this shit of a movie made by a man. (laughs) We could have done so much better. Honestly, next year... March, we're just gonna do like well, actually no, because we we shit on the movies we watch, because so I don't want to like speak badly about women in Women's Month. Right? Yeah, that's true. So maybe it is fitting that we pick shitty movies made by shitty men for women's. Yes, for wi- Works women. For me. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. We're gonna just stick with that. But yes, we will uh, see you next week. Bye.